Hello, church and ministry leaders. Welcome to the podcast that takes the perplexity out of being a church leader. This week, we're answering the question, how can you create urgency for change in your church? I'm your host, Becky Holton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie Holton. Yes, you are. How are you doing, hon? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Well, let me ask you a question as we get started. How do you feel about change? Do you like change? <laughs> well, you know me well. I didn't even need to ask the question. How would you say that I feel about change? You love it. You like different. Oh, well, well, <laughs> this may surprise you, but I really don't like change that much. You're kidding me no. now. Oh, get out. You know, most of the time, I think I would rather things remain the same. Seriously? Uh, yes, I think so. Hmm. You still know me better than anybody else, but maybe you're a little well, off on I that can one. see I can see that in a lot of areas. I do think there's some areas, though, you really like to mix it up. But I can see now there's probably a lot of areas you like it to stay the same. And, and I would suspect you're not alone, you know. I'm I'm much more of a non-change person in many ways, too, and I think, by and large, people don't like change. People generally prefer what they, well, you know, what they already know and what they've become accustomed to. Yes. It takes a lot of energy to change. Yes, and, and that may explain why we become so contented with the status quo. Right. It may be that we realize change can make us uncomfortable. It can make us anxious and maybe even fearful. And I think we could say that we tend to resist the changes that we often need to make, even though, even when those changes, they'd be good for us personally and for our churches. We resist changes, I think, because, well, we do find a level of comfort in what we know and what we're familiar with. Status quo, I guess, would be the way to say that. Mm -hmm. But to move forward and make progress, we know we must often change if we're going to move out of the status quo out of the ruts, and into a future that we desire. Yes. And you know, honey, you said that people tend to resist change. Yeah. And I think there is truth in that. But that is not always true. I think it might be more true that people resist change that they feel no real need to make. Oh, I think that's a good distinction. So, for example, if I said, get up and go outside, but you were comfortable with where you were, you would resist my suggestion. Tell you to mind your manners. <laughs> <laughs> but if I said, the building is on fire, get out now, I think we would see little resistance to change. We will quickly make changes that we feel will make pain stop or help us avoid it. You probably see this old girl move faster than she moved in right. a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. And on the positive side, we will do the same thing. If I asked you to stop shopping where you shop, but you were pretty comfortable at your present store, then you would not go out of your way to change. But if I told you that another store, even a few miles farther down the road, was offering three for one, you would be more likely to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> so getting you to move and getting the people around you to move may take both the fear of the negative and the draw of the positive. Except I haven't been shopping in the odds. Let's just say that. Pandemic boy. Good point. Good point. 
Well, friends, we understand that many of you are wondering what maybe you can do to lead to some change in your churches. Perhaps you've noticed that your church is slipping, it's declining, and you wish you knew what in the world you could do to arrest the decline, you know, to change that trajectory that your church is on. Or you may realize that you've become content with status quo at your church, And you may have noticed your church has settled into some ruts that are very hard to get out of. And that for your church to grow, you're going to need to make some changes. And you wonder, where in the world do we start? Right. I think there may be a lot of church leaders, just Mm -hmm. as you described them. And our answer, honey, would be that you need to create some urgency. Urgency for change. Because, again, change will often be resisted if people do not feel any real need to make it, they must come to understand the urgency of change. And we wouldn't recommend yelling the church buildings on fire no. in those moments. So how would you create urgency for change? What are some ideas that we could talk about? Well, I think church leaders will need to help people see why change is necessary. And again, mm-hmm. as we said earlier, there are two ways of doing that. We can take both a negative and a positive approach. So let's say that step one is to help your church recognize the opportunities that change can really bring. In other words, to highlight and emphasize the positive side of change. Yes. Will the recommended changes help us to spread the gospel and see lives transformed by the power of the gospel? Will the recommended changes impact someone's life for eternity? Right. Will the proposed changes allow the church to positively change the community around them? Will those changes help us to grow into spiritual maturity and draw us into a closer relationship with God? In other words, church leaders must communicate the benefits and the advantages that will accrue to the church if the changes are made. You know, I think another way to say that is that church leaders will need to create a vision of what can be, a vision of where the church wants to go. In creating, you know, any kind of change includes changes in your church, and we must continually hold up the picture of what we want the church to be. I believe that is essential to maintaining urgency, don't you? Yes, I do. You know, I've read the human brains are designed to create what they see in the future. Isn't that interesting? Very. It's the reason uh, great golfers see the shot before they hit it, or NBA players see the ball going in the basket before they shoot it. In fact, that guy that made that great shot during the basketball tournament said he felt like he was going to make it. Mm-hmm. He had pictured it in his mind, and it, it fell through. He had visualized it going yes, through before he yes. even let go of it. And in the same way, church leaders can cast the vision over and over of what they want the church to look like and to be. And when people see it, they can create it with the strength that God provides. Of course, in fact, I've read that if the vision or, or picture of what we want the future to look like is communicated strongly, enough and often enough, most people cannot not create it. Good. So church leaders can create urgency for change by keeping a positive vision before the church of where the church is going and what it can become. Right. Highlight and emphasize the positive benefits that will come with the changes you propose. Mm -hmm. Now for the other side of the coin, the negative side, 
We said that communicating the advantages and benefits of making needed changes creates urgency for change. But so do communicating the negative outcomes if the changes are not made. Right. I think you also have to flip to the other side. I think church leaders may need to communicate what unwanted results could happen if they don't make some changes. In fact, the negative picture of what might happen if changes are not made That might be more powerful and persuasive than the positive picture of what might happen if changes are made. Mm -hmm. You know, in most cases, church leaders will have to explain that. Why the pain of staying the same will be far greater than the pain associated with the necessary changes. Mm -hmm. They're going to really have to communicate that well. Because the pain of staying in the status quo will be more painful and more unwelcome than the pain of making the necessary changes. Right. I think that's a good point. Henry Cloud recommends uh, in, in his book, Necessary Changes, he states, he makes this recommendation. He writes that if you want to create urgency for change, you need to play, play the movie forward. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. His point is that we should visualize where our present practices and behaviors will likely take us in the future. That is, if we don't make any changes, where will we be 12 months from now? Where will we be in five years, in 10 years? What will we look like in the future if we don't make any changes? That's a really good suggestion, I think. Cloud writes that the first step to creating urgency for need, needed changes is to make, make the threat to our future as real in our minds as it is in reality. Good statement, I think. Mm -hmm. If we were to return to our illustration of getting up out of our comfortable chair and running out of the house because we heard the house was on fire, that would mean that we would you'd have to create the smell of smoke before any changes are made. Okay, good point. Well, I guess what we are saying is that reality can move us to make necessary changes. If we are able to see the hazards of remaining in the status quo, and not making proposed changes that have the potential to change the trajectory we are on, well, we just might then find the urgency to change. True. We need to make our hearts and minds feel the reality today that is surely coming tomorrow if changes are not forthcoming. As you said, We just might need to smell the smoke. Right. So if church leaders were to apply this line of thinking to play the movie forward, they might say to the church something like this. You know, if we don't make some changes, this church isn't going to grow. We we can decline to the point that we can no longer afford to keep the church doors open. We're, we stand the chance of losing our children, our grandchildren, the next generation, if we do not make some changes. In fact, we believe we actually will be displeasing God, and we stand the chance of losing our souls if we're unwilling to make the changes we need to make. Now, that's a really strong statement, but it's true. It and, is a strong statement, and I think you're right. At times, we just need to paint the picture as negatively as we can. If we don't make the changes, here's what could happen. Well, you can smell the smoke in that statement, I think. Uh, Again, church leaders may need to explain that the pain of staying the same will be far greater than the pain associated with the necessary change. Right. That the dangers of not making the proposed changes are just too terrible to even consider, much less tolerate. So, play the movie forward. 
in both directions, negative and positive. Feel your vision, smell it, and see it. See the reality that could be if you make the proposed changes and see the reality of your future if you don't. That will get you moving. That will create some urgency. I think one of the themes of of what's run through everything we've said so far highlights the significance and importance of church leaders communicating with their church. That's the only way you can get across the positive and negative. Yes. And maybe church leaders also need to do some internal questioning. Maybe they need to ask themselves and their team if they want to be where they are now in a year if they want a different reality they need then they need to ask what changes are necessary to bring about that different reality right i think i think that's good make a self examination uh, are we happy with where we are right. right now and then if we're not what changes do we need to make to get us where we where we are right and that sounds very simple but those are hard questions to really have integrity to answer so any, any closing thoughts as we start wrapping this podcast up where we talk about the uncomfortable subject of change? Yeah. <laughs> well, just a review of source. But again, we're thinking that there may be a lot of church leaders out there who realize that their churches may be stuck in some ruts. Uh, they may be content with the status quo. And they may realize that some changes of some kind need to be made. And what we're trying to say in this podcast is that change only comes when we feel a real need for change. Until then, we will resist change. And maybe the best thing church leaders can do is to ask themselves if they are content with the way things are. Are they happy with a status quo that may not honor or obey God or bless the lives of others? If changes need to be made, one way to create urgency is by communicating a vision, a picture, of what the future may look like if you do make needed changes, and also to create a picture of what it may look like if you don't make those needed changes. And remember, both the hazards and the opportunities must be felt. I think there's more we could say about creating urgency for change, but let's just stop right there. I think that was a great summary. That was a good wrap-up for this conversation. So thanks, friends, for listening. We really appreciate it. And please plan to join us next week for another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we believe serving as a church or ministry leader shouldn't be so perplexing. All church leaders deserve access to practical support, and anyone can become a more informed, more confident, and more effective leader. 